football is back and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help. What is up and welcome to another edition of the Mile High Hoops podcast. As always, I am your host, Zach Bai, and as always, I appreciate you spending a snippet of your busy day with me here on the podcast. The vibes have shifted over the last week. Three consecutive losses. That streak gets broken on Sunday afternoon in a matinee at Ball Arena where the Nuggets absolutely smack the Brooklyn Nets by 20, 124 to 104. They needed it, that's for sure. Um, The loss against uh, the Timberwolves on the road, the Jazz on the road to end uh, that road trip that started off so well with wins over the Pistons, the Nets, uh, the Pels there, and the Bucks in a shocking 36-point win. Uh, and I believe that's the last time that we spoke here on the podcast. Uh, and then, you know, we sign off, and there's a loss to the Timberwolves, a loss to the Jazz, and then finally uh, a loss to the Pelicans, uh, which was probably the most disappointing there, 113-105. Uh, and that was on, uh, oh, what day was that? The days are all blending together here. Uh, I got a, a 10-week-old baby at home, so the, the days and the nights are shifting together like, you know, sand in a bottle. Um, that was on Friday evening, uh, the loss to uh, the Pelicans. Uh, but Sunday, things turn around, and the Nuggets get a, a much-needed win. That's what it felt like. You know, the temperature... Uh, of the team, you know, frustration, you know, the fans, you definitely feel it. Sign on to social media during a game. Um, And we're so close, guys, to the, you know, all-star break that's going to be happening uh, in just a couple weeks. Uh, You know, the trade deadline is upon us. You know, the fatigue of the season's sort of setting in. You heard from Mike Malone after the the Nets game talking about, hey, I you know, I see these guys, you know, more than I see my wife, my kids – and I get it, man. I, you know, he, he said we're, we're, we're sick of seeing each other. And, man, until you've lived that life, I don't think we can truly uh, understand uh, what that level of fatigue and, you know, little things become big things, frustrations, you know, grow, um, you know, small irritants become a deal. And my, my, closest, um, my closest experience to something like that is twofold. One – a college basketball season, and just what it takes to, you know, be present every step of the way for a college basketball season. And for me, you know, and and most other college basketball players, especially at the scholarship level, is your season really starts when you show up on campus in September. And I'm not going to bore you with, you know, what, what the schedule was back in, in my day, but um, the, the, the quick rough go of it is, Look, you got conditioning Monday, Wednesday, Friday from 6 to 7 o'clock in the morning. You got lifting from 7 to 8. Then you go get breakfast as a team, go to your classes, and then come back and play pickup three days a week at 4 o'clock. You do that until the season starts in um, October, October, October-November area, and then you're together every single day. 
until the completion of the conference tournament if you're not going to the NCAA tournament. And by the end of that thing, man, it is such a grind. It's such a grind. You, you mix in all the travel and stuff. And, and my other frame of reference is being the voice of a Division I program where the travel is much more extensive and more closely resembles an NBA schedule. Not, not exactly, um, but you're on buses, you're on planes, you're you know, uh, hitting rest stops and everyone's sharing the same bathroom and you're sitting down for dinner with the same guys and team meals and team breakfasts and it's exhausting. And the most I ever did at that level, being the voice of a program or a player myself, it comes to the belt buckle about halfway of an NBA schedule, which is where the Nuggets are about uh, uh, right now, you know, a little bit more than half. So I get it and, and th- that's why some of the losses, like, you know, some of the frustrating losses that piss off Nuggets fans, you have to make sure you appropriately view them through that lens when it calls for it. Uh, so a loss against the Pelicans on Friday night may qualify, right? You've been on the road for a week and a half, whatever it is. You get back to see your family and, you know, you get beat by the Pelicans. You know, not the way you, you, you draw it up, right? But uh, these things happen. It is the NBA, which is like my least favorite phrase. You know, oh, it's the NBA. They say that in baseball a lot. Oh, they've lost nine in a row. Well, you know, sometimes that's baseball, you know. It's like, oh, okay, well, you you still lost nine in a row. And same thing can be said for the league. Like, it it happens. Um, I'm not explaining it away um, because that, that that is a bad loss. You got to beat the Pelicans at home, right? Like, that 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 needs to happen. Um, and it didn't happen. So you can file it under under a, under a bad loss, right? I mean, if you want to. I mean, that's a team that hasn't won 10 road games in the Pels. Right, they they win that game. They go to nine and nineteen away from home. They're not a very good team, right? And you got aspirations on. Well, really, what are the Nuggets' aspirations this season? I think that could be a tricky question that maybe we can uh, talk about in just a couple minutes. But um, so, but but they but they 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 shift those um, they shift those vibes with the with the crack fest against the Brooklyn Nets. Uh, I, I I enjoy when the Nuggets win a game really anytime, but Kyrie Irving kind of drives me crazy um, in recent years. Not just for one particular thing, by the way. Um, so uh, watching you know Kyrie come in here and being eligible to play and and get thumped, uh, I love that. Uh, the game did not really um, separate until the second half. I mean, this was. Uh, touch and go uh, through the first two quarters in the typical Nuggets arc, right? It's like, you know, second unit, you know, lays an egg, you find yourself down, you get back, and you're you're in a nail-biting game uh, at the break. But then really it was that third quarter. Uh, it was that third quarter that I thought decided the basketball game. Uh, Jokic was just brilliant. Uh, the Nuggets outscored the Nets in that third stanza 31-16. to all right, and it was a one-point game at halftime. And by the end of that thing, by the end of the third, what was it there? Um, let me check my notes here. It was, uh, you know, 107-91 by the end of the third, right? So you go in, it's a one-point game, 75-76, and by the end of that 12-minute stretch, you know, you're talking about a team with a uh, a legitimate lead there, a legitimate lead. The Nuggets were an eight-and-a-half-point favorite, according to our friends at Superbook. I will raise my hand. I played that number on the Nuggets side, felt really good about it. The Nets are just reeling. Like, the Nets are just a bad basketball team right now. They're disjointed, um, you know, trade rumors, ever-present. 
you know, we're we're into the um, we're in the second. So we're about to wrap up the second or the first week of February, right? At the time of recording, it's Monday, February seventh, um, between two and three in the afternoon here, Mountain Time. The Nets haven't won a basketball game since uh, January twenty first. They have now lost one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight in a row. All right, so things are bad in Brooklyn right now. Is James Harden going to get traded? You know, uh, KD is going head to head with Stephen A on social media. I mean, there's got to be nights where Steve Nash is like, "What the hell do I have myself wrapped up in?" But uh, I thought Jokic really in those middle quarters was just brilliant. I don't think he missed a shot in the second quarter. Uh, I believe he was six for six with four assists. I want to say. Uh, but he finishes, his final stat line is 27 points. He was a plus 27, yanked down 12 rebounds, 11 of those uh, uh, on the defensive end. Uh, he finishes with 10 assists, another triple-double. And, you know, the the Jokic MVP campaign just gets a, another shovel of coal on the fire uh, to continue to lead that locomotive down the tracks. Uh, Jokic now has an NBA best four triple doubles this season between the second and third quarters he scored 23 of his 27 all right they went from down seven as we mentioned to leading by 21 so um and then then you talk about just defensively and that was that way if you listen to the coaches talk in pregame and God, uh, uh, shout out Cody there in the PR department. Always does a great job. You know, I can't be down there like I want to um, with a newborn at home and, you know, a wife who's back to work full time and my three-year-old running around going crazy. Um, but getting that, you know, getting that audio and visual sent through links, you know, before and after the game is, is great. Um, but, you know, the, the emphasis from both coaches uh, before the game, it was like, hey, we got to we got to guard. Uh, and then after the first quarter, it was a 40 to 39. <laughs> so, and then the first half, like we mentioned, 76 to 75. So not a defensive, um, not a defensive uh, clinic there in the first half, but then the second half, oh my goodness. I mean, golly, to hold a Nets team, and I don't care who's out there, all right? I know who's missing, but to hold Brooklyn at 29 points in the last 24 minutes of the game is tremendous. I mean, really great. Great, they did a much better job of rebounding uh, in the second half, and just their overall defensive pressure, making guys shoot tough shots. Um, you know, it was it was a welcome sight, that's for sure. Uh, Aaron Gordon, we've talked a lot about AG here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. I just, I just continue to be more and more impressed what the fit here is uh, with Denver, and I was already like way bullish on Gordon. Um, I shared a story um, with a conversation a few weeks ago. I had uh, a couple, maybe a month, month or two ago at this point, uh, that I had with Adam Ares from uh, uh, DMVR, Locked on Nuggets uh, podcast, does a great job. Uh, friend of mine, friend of the podcast. Um, when he asked me down before the Hawks game uh, earlier in the season, when I was due to link up uh, with a hometown buddy of mine, Kevin Herter, he, he said, hey, who are you more bullish on, on this Nuggets squad than maybe the general you know, um, general audience, general Nuggets nation, right? It was, I'm paraphrasing. And I said, Aaron Gordon, I just think he's a brilliant fit for this team. Been talking about it since he got there. But my convictions in that take have only deepened uh, when I see the synergy between him and Jokic. I mean, I feel like we talk about it once a week here. It's just um, an ever-evolving um, relationship. 
And these guys, I, I keep on saying the same phrase when I talk about the symbiotic relationship between these guys and the synergy uh, between these two guys. It's we're just scratching the surface. We really are. And you know, when as a player, I think of guys that um, you know that I just played with um, daily and weekly for for many many years. You just create this language between yourself, and and the language can be the way the how wide your eyes open on a potential backdoor cut, right? Instead of like throwing out a fist, like you, you taught coming up, like how big your eyes get that you're going to cut on a guy's ear and you're going backdoor to put it at the rim or give me a bounce pass, right? It could be a coded language. Um, I used to have a thing uh, with my brother and a guy or two, um, you know, Gigi, it'd say Gigi. And, and um, I'd say that as I was passing the ball or, or, or before I passed it, like, Gigi, and no one knows what the hell you're talking about it, right? Uh, especially if it's an opponent that you're, that you're uh, not used to playing where they can pick up on it. And that's a, that means as I'm releasing the basketball to you on the pass, as it's coming out of my hand, I am making the hardest cut I possibly can towards a basket in a give-and-go, Gigi. Um, and if that guy's not on his toes, ready for me to barrel down uh, the center of the lane and a dive or however I may be cutting at the time, you know, you can get caught slipping. And it's just the second language that gets created, uh, and you're seeing that develop between Gordon and Jokic, and it's just it's so fun to watch. Um, re- really quick anecdote. So um, I-, I mentioned earlier uh, in this uh, very podcast that I was the voice of a Division One school for uh, many years, six years, over 350 Division One broadcasts um, put out. I was the voice of the university at, at Albany a Division One school in the America East there, and uh, strong basketball program through the years, NCAA tournaments, this and that. Uh, football in the fall, I'd be the voice of that. They're in the CAA with like Villanova, James Madison, uh, Richmond, William & Mary, schools like that. But in the spring, I was the voice of the lacrosse program, which um, you know had been at the time you know top 25 perennially. They had the national player of the year, but they, um, in lacrosse, uh, they had this these trio um, and and a set of twins with their cousin, um, the Thompson twins. Okay, and, and and there's a reason I'm bringing this up here. Um, that Lyle Thompson. Okay, he was a Toronto Award winner. It means he's a National Player of the Year. He and his brother and their cousin out there. They're all Native Americans from the um, the uh, what are they called? Oh, the, the the reservations there, like Western New York, Central New York. So they spurn Syracuse, which is a you know powerhouse in the cross, and they come to UAlbany, and I do these guys' games, and they you know they're family members, but they also speak a different language. They speak their their native tongue, right? So they would be speaking in their language in real time, talking about what they were about to do out there on the playing field, and no one else could understand them but them three. So they could literally, and I, I'm not, no joke. You Google this stuff, and what terrific, you know, brilliant all-American careers these guys had. And I think they're all playing pro somewhere, but they, they they would literally say the equivalent, like in American or in English, in American, in English, like, hey, when 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 thirteen turns his head to you, I'm cutting back door, or in three seconds, I am coming to set a screen. You know, they do all this stuff, and they'd be so specific about their language, and no one else could understand them. Pretty cool to watch and unfold in real time. Not that Jokic and AG are going to develop a second language, but they almost, um, at the end of this, they they will have that second language. It won't be 
in Webster's or anything official, but they will. And I just, um, I just love seeing it develop. It's 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 hilariously fun. Uh, they're both so gifted. And Aaron Gordon's acumen and basketball IQ didn't get touted enough coming out of Orlando, but we're seeing um, the fine nature of it uh, before our eyes. It's just 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 a blast. Um, so so much of the conversation um, in Nuggets Nation right now, DeMarcus Cousins, um, you know, are they going to bring him back on another 10-day? Could they sign him for the rest of the year? Um, you know, I'm not my, – my sentiment about DeMarcus Cousins, Boogie Cousins, hasn't really changed, all right? Um, he's, he's okay. I'm not, I'm not a big fan just because of where he's at in his career, what he brings to the table. You know, really what he brings to the table – um, and there is value in it. I'm not going to, you know, he is a a large ass human being. That's what that's what Demarcus Cousins is right now. You know, he's he didn't shrink. He's still you know six ten, six eleven, listed weight of two seventy. He's probably closer to two eighty, two eighty five. But if you've heard previous episodes of this podcast, like I think he's a shell of himself. Uh, I don't think he's in shape. He has no legs under him. And obviously, he had a friggin' really serious injury, right? Achilles tendon. He's trying to, you know, recover from that. Um, I don't think he ever will be seventy percent of what he was. Um, that dude was a demon, you know, in his day. Uh, he's just not that that now. Um, you know, if you want that backup center role, that that, that traditional backup center, uh, you can put me in that camp. I just don't know if Demarcus and his makeup uh, from a personality standpoint in terms of matching up the culture that's been in place. And, and these guys will all say the right things, by the way. Like, no one's going to you know, talk crap about DeMarcus Cousins. Um, that's for sure. But uh, I just don't know if it's the right... Um, you know, the Nuggets have had this, like, nearly perfect, like, vong shui of their culture. Um, you know, these basketball players are humans. And I'm not, I'm not out here saying that DeMarcus Cousins is like a bad guy or anything. But I just don't know if it's the right fit here in Denver, right? It, 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 I think it was worth a flyer. And maybe I'm wrong. Maybe he'll play himself in the shape, and that'd be great. I, I would love to be proved wrong on this one. Um, I just, he just doesn't do it for me. I think there could be other options um, in the trade market as we're just days ahead of the trade deadline. Um, and we'll, we'll put out a podcast uh, immediately after the trade deadline, and we'll put out a podcast um, b- again before that, I believe. What is it, Mon- Monday, February 7th, and I... The um, trade deadline is what is it the the tenth? So yeah, we 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 will make another one, I believe, before then, but certainly after. Um, so if the if the if the if the Nuggets moved on from Demarcus Cousins uh, after this ten day, I, I would be I would be just fine with that. I don't I don't think that it doesn't move the needle for me one way or the other. Um, there's a reason he was available. There's a reason he's on his seventh team. Uh, he's got four technical fouls in, dur- in during his ten day. Um, you know, I just he just doesn't do a lot for me. But you know, rebounded the ball well uh, on Sunday in his 16 minutes, pulls down nine rebounds. I mean, he is he's he's a big ass body in there in 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 the middle of the floor. Um, and there is there is some value uh, to that. Um, this thought that Demarcus Cousins was going to just like change entirely the second unit, eh, not so much. Um, in terms of you know names that have been put out there, um, I I've seen uh, Alex Len. Um, I'm a fan of Alex Len. Uh, I actually called this is the third time this is getting brought up. I actually called the first game that Alex Len ever played uh, at Maryland. He had, he was caught up in some sort of um, not controversy, but he had 
you it, some of his eligibility was taken away. He did something he wasn't supposed to do when before he got at Maryland. So they suspended him for like the first three or four games, and his first game ever was against U Albany. And it's like, oh my gosh, look at this guy! Now his career hasn't um, unfolded the way that um, it was supposed to. I mean, uh, Alex Len, considering where he was drafted, the size, the 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 natural ability. He's still just 28 years old, but that guy once upon a time was the fifth overall pick. So obviously hadn't just panned out the way that um, uh, who who the hell drafted him? Was it? Uh, gosh, it was the Suns. It was the Suns. That's who it was. Um, so his career hasn't unfolded the way that the Suns thought or he thought. But you know there is value there in a name like uh, Alex Len as a backup center role. Um, he's with the Kings right now. The Kings are not very good. Um, they got some younger players that they could turn to. Um, so, you know, is he one of these guys that hasn't really done much and could be a, a trade candidate for um, the Nuggets? I, I, I'd like that. Uh, I, I like the idea. Um, so, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'd, I'd totally be in for that. I mean, obviously, um, you'd have to consider what you're, you're giving up in return. We don't know what that looks like right now. So, But I think it's a name definitely worth mentioning. Um, another name that I've seen uh, put out there, and it was from uh, this name I saw from um, Ryan Blackburn of Denver Stiffs, a uh, young uh, reporter, uh, I don't know what, writer, uh, does a really nice job, really pretty much like a must-follow if you're on Nuggets Twitter, um, does a really good job. I've told him that um, uh, to his face for sure. Uh, and we'll have him on here um, uh, at some point soon, maybe sooner than later. Uh, but I saw the name he, that he put out there, Nerlens Noel. Um, you know, the Knicks who are coming in town at the time of recording uh, tomorrow night, which is Tuesday, uh, February 8th, the Knicks have been just so disappointing, right? Like, they were in the playoffs a year ago, um, a lot of excitement, Julius Randle really, uh, you know, was like, it was talked about, was like, is this the next, like, Knicks star type deal? Ah, you know, not so much, Um He's. I mean, first of all, the Knicks have just been disappointing at the time of recording. They're five games under five they They've lost a few in a row. But Randall, in general, has been disappointing. Uh, it's a big part of it. And he's going back and forth with the New York media. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> don't don't do that. Uh, you're not going to win that battle, especially when you're not playing well. Um, but I've seen Nerlens Noel thrown out there, uh, considering how disappointing um, the 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 team has been. And they're, you know, the additions that they brought in have not been good. Uh, Evan Fournier, Kemba Walker. I mean, Kemba, I mean, goodness, just, yeah, a regression in a major way. Um, so there's a thought out there that maybe Nerlens Noel could be plucked from New York. Um, he, is, he, he represents a lot of what um, the uh, Nuggets have been missing in terms of a rim, a rim runner, right? The Nuggets just don't have that. Um, he is... Uh, you know, he, he is that. He is that. He, he could be a major addition, Nerlens Noel. So, good good defensively, right? Um, not a great offensive player, but you don't have to be in Denver, right? So, the fact that um, he, he's as good as he is on the defensive side of the floor and then doesn't need the ball to be successful, that equals a fit here in Denver. So, I think he'd make a lot of sense um, coming off uh, the bench with that second unit um, in that traditional center role. So, I, can, again, I don't know what the compensation would be, but on first blush, I think that uh, could could really work. And then the third name that I wanted to mention here in terms of just maybe a trade candidate, 
um, is uh, in terms of a front court player, uh, a center specifically, um, is uh, Robin Lopez, uh, who I am just a, a major fan of both he and his brother. Uh, you know that that guy is first really and maybe foremost, if you're the Nuggets brass, he's going to fit in culturally. He knows his role. He's a great locker room guy for everything that I've gathered. He's very smart. All right, he's a solid defensive player. He's a good rebounder. Uh, he's a competent offensive player. Um, you know, and you know he's in Orlando there, and they have you know some young front court players. So he's not you know logging major minutes. So the Magic are bad. Here we go, right? I mean, this this could work as well. So um, we'll see what happens on that department for Robin Lopez. But I think those are three names. Um, that uh, I think are good names to just keep in mind uh, in terms of a center trade uh, here leading up to uh, the deadline. All right. Um, that's most of what I got here for today. Uh, the Knicks, like I said, on deck coming into town. That will be on uh, Tuesday evening. Uh, but it's important to note that the Knicks are going to be on a back-to-back because they have – Utah in Utah tonight. So that's a tough little turnaround. You got to play the Jazz in Utah, come play the Nuggets in Denver on consecutive nights. They've already lost two in a row. They've lost five of their last six. So it could be another opportunity for the Nuggets to put a nice little win in their pocket at home uh, leading to the All-Star break, uh, which is just a couple weeks away. And the Nuggets aren't prime position right now. I mean, the, the Timberwolves are right behind them in the standings, um, but you're above that like Mendoza play-in line. They're there in the sixth seed. Um, so we'll see if they can get to, uh, right now they're 29 and 24. Uh, we'll see if they can get to 30 and 24 with a win at home against the New York Knickerbockers on Tuesday night. All right, we'll leave it there for now. I'm done bumping my gums. I appreciate you being here with me. Tell a friend about this podcast if you find it enjoyable. Um, that's uh, really the, that word of mouth is the best way to get this uh, podcast uh, along to uh, unknowing would-be listeners. All right, and the podcast has grown tremendously year over year. I saw the uh, data were up by listenership like 40% year over year. Uh, the station's doing a, a, a much better job in promoting it, which, of course, I appreciate. And then we always appreciate uh, Superbook Sports um, sponsoring this podcast. So, all right, we'll leave it there for now. And you know that whatever happens on Tuesday night at Ball Arena against the New York Knicks, we'll be talking about it right here on the Mile High Hoops podcast. Football is back, and the world-famous Superbook Sports is ready for all the gridiron action. Looking for a place to catch the game? Head up the hill to the Lodge Casino in Blackhawk and experience the thrill of the games live on one of our 28 state-of-the-art TVs. Superbook Sports has all of the amenities you could ever want in a traditional sports book. Good food, tasty beverages, and the best view in Blackhawk. Now the Lodge Casino is your first place for fun and for sports. Have a gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700 for help.